Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, schmackamagob, it's me, Brown Sabbath, and from sunny Seattle is... Oh, yeah! Bang, bang, pizza sluts. It's Wadzilla, baby. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How, how you doing now that you moved to Seattle? Oh, that's right. We couldn't get more farther apart in this country if we tried. And you, I wanna, you are, in, uh, And I want to thank you for that. <laughs> you are in the very southeast, and I am in the very Pacific Northwest. Uh, but I am loving it here in Seattle. Uh, been here about three weeks now. And uh, I tell you, it, it's been chaos. And I just got back on our page this week. Uh, I've been off for a while now. Uh, this started back in late August. Uh, I came to Seattle just on a trip. Me and the wife came to see the son and our grandchildren. And uh, and then I came back, I put in my two weeks notice at work. Uh, we found a great house here. Uh, and, and I'm not like in Seattle proper. Uh, I'm Seattle adjacent. Uh, but man, I had a uh, hell of a time packing and moving and driving across this great country of ours. Have, have you ever, I know you lived on the West Coast for a while. Did you fly out there or did you drive? I drove to California in 85. Oh. With some friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I bet, I bet that, I bet you saw some shit on that trip, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was very eventful. There was a lot of wacky shit going on, including breaking down in the middle of fucking nowhere. That was great. <laughs> well, I had a hell of a trip myself. I, uh, I started out, drove, you know, I was at the bottom of New Orleans. I had to drive, I mean, Louisiana. I had to drive all the way through Louisiana. Then I get to Texas. And man, Texas was like seeing the death of America. Uh, the whole route that we took, uh, that Google Maps had us go through, uh, a lot of it was like these old highways, man. And I was just driving through all these towns that you could tell had seen their best days, like 30, 40 years ago. It was neat in a way, but it was kind of sad. And then from Texas, we went into, uh, I want to say, New Mexico. Holy shit. That's when things took a turn for the worst. Have you ever been through New Mexico? No, believe it or not, I've never even been to Texas. Oh, wow. Wow, you must have took a weird weird route. But, uh, yeah, uh, New Mexico, you get there, it's kind of desert. You know, I'm thinking I want to see some Breaking Bad shit. You know, I want to see some Winnebago's out in the desert cooking up everything was fine till albuquerque albuquerque we pulled over to uh to stay for the night and the hotel was packed turns out we picked like one of the worst weekends we ever could have picked to travel because of some multi-state air balloon festival that's a real thing 
Um, so we go to get back on the road, and all of a sudden now Google Maps is telling us a different way to take. Well, sometimes it does that shit because, you know, there could be traffic conditions or whatever. So I just put my faith in that. And I don't know where the fuck it took us. But instead of stopping and going to bed around 10 o'clock, I ended up driving all through the night. And, and in one part, I was driving through an Indian reservation. And I was scared shitless. I had to drive the biggest... Uh, like U-Haul you can get a 26 footer it's like a fucking semi then I'm towing the old lady's Lincoln behind that damn <laughs> I end up yeah and I end up on these dirt like half dirt half paved roads in uh I'm trying to think of what fucking Indian reservation it was but uh holy shit no wonder the fucking Indians are pissed you ever seen a reservation? That's some sad fucking shit. Well, yeah, we have a bunch of them down here. Holy cow. Well, th these were just, it, it was like some third world country shit. And I'm on these little ass roads and I'm like hoping Google Maps is right because how in the fuck am I going to turn around <laughs> this big ass semi that's towing a car? I mean, basically I was like 40 foot long with everything that I had. And, uh, oh my God. It was, just, it was just a nightmare. And everywhere we went and tried to stop, you know, because I needed to fucking sleep. And my old lady, she couldn't drive this fucking thing, you know. But everywhere we stopped, hotels were booked. Everything was booked because of this balloon festival and shit. And ended up going through, got out of New Mexico, went into uh, Colorado. Couldn't get a room there because of the same thing. And finally got into Utah. And then at one point, I just had to pull over to rest area and sleep for a couple hours. And but then I'm driving through Utah, and uh, the, the missus passed out. I don't think I've ever seen anything as beautiful in my entire life as Utah. I mean, really, I'm not like a nature guy or anything. Hey, hold on. You've seen me. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that was the apex. Yeah, okay. But, uh, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Turns out it was fucking Utah. I mean, it was it was really breathtaking. And uh, like I said, the, the, the missus has passed out, so I'm just sitting there driving by myself, taking it all in. And, and you know, it was a time of reflection, almost. You know, it's like, God, look, look at... Look at what we have in this great country of ours. Look at all this beauty. You know, why the fuck am I so angry? I started thinking about shit like that, you know. It's, it's like, you know, why do I hate the French so much, you know? What the fuck is it? You know, I'm thinking, you know, because it, it did. It put me, like, in a zen state. And I'm thinking, you know what? France could be the cradle of civilization. I, I know, you know, scientists tell us it's, it's, it's Africa. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's France because think about it everyone when you're born don't matter what color nationality religion creed whatever every baby talks French it's fucking baby talk you know so I'm like you know maybe I need to stop being you know so hate hateful on these stinky fucking bastards no maybe I need to let this no. shit go no don't do that 
I've tell, this this is how this is what Utah did to me. I see why everybody in Utah just fucks each other. You know, when you got all these, you know, like seven wives, they don't want other people moving there and getting in on the secret that is Utah. You know, I, I start thinking about my, my Sammy Hagar hatred. You know, I'm, I'm like, well, why am I so pissed at this man? You know, uh, you know, is this is this my crusade in life? You know, to punish this man for, for ruining the greatest band in the world? You know, and I, and I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? God already killed Eddie just for making those albums, you know? Well, what do I have to do with it, you know? He got punished already. Maybe I should let this shit go. I disagree, man. I disagree. Uh, I'm telling you, you never drove through the mountains of Utah. I disagree about Eddie because uh, you've got to remember, it's Ray Daniels that is God, okay? Ray Daniels, their manager, is God. Because he ruined the Van Hagar. And let me tell you something, man. Our hatred for Van Hagar, yeah, we we bad Sammy a lot, yeah. But nowhere near somebody out there, a good friend of ours, that's really fixated with Paul Stanley of Kiff. He puts us to shame with our Sammy hatred. That's true. That's true. And Paul knows where this guy works and lives. I know. He but, uh, address. He wants to turn his lawn upside down. The whole shit. <laughs> you see, there I give him credit because how cool would it be if, uh, you know, Sammy Hager would come out with my address saying, I know you fuck trannies. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you know, no, I was thinking about other shit. Like, you know, why do I care that all our tax dollars go to pay for some guy to sit at home and just collect the check, you know, and, and piss it away for nothing and do a horrible uh, audio-visual podcast. We know two you know? people that. Well, one does an audio-visual podcast. The other, the other we haven't heard from anymore because I think the government checks must have stopped coming and now he's homeless. He doesn't have daddy to, you know, give him Amazon and stuff and a roof. Oh, shit, what happened to Lee Richmond? No, not Lee. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, you know, I, I'm just... His name rhymes with Andrew Jacob. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's homeless. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was really thinking about, like, man, there's so much beauty out here. I just need to let this shit go. And uh, it was very, almost like a religious experience. And then I got to Idaho. And uh, it all came back. It all came back. Have you ever been through Idaho? No, but I hear that place always has a potato famine. Holy fucking shit, dude! It's it's like uh, it's like Ohio fucked Kentucky, knocked it up, and, and never came back. Well, actually, Boy. I did drive through there, and I think about it, but that was ages ago. Oh boy, was that a <laughs> that's a I think that's where all lot lizards are born is in Idaho. Holy shit, what a fucking shithole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I made it to my beautiful Washington. But basically, yeah, I made it like in, in two and a half days. And at one point, I drove for 26 hours straight. Uh, so it, it was a fucking trip. Uh, but I got here, and the first two weeks were nothing but unpacking and a whole lot of babysitting my grandchildren and uh, just, you know, playing play grandpa 
instead of instead of Wadzilla, I've been playing Grandpa a lot lately, and, and I dig it. I dig it. But then the little bastards got me and the wife sick. So the last week we've been sick as hell. But as I say, the show must go on. I'm in Seattle now, Seattle adjacent, I should say, and couldn't be happier. I love it here. Uh, got so many more shows I can see now because everybody comes through Seattle. Uh, and it, it's great. It's great. My whole family's here now, you know, aside from my mom, she's still at your house. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's just great. And, you know, it, it is what it is. The show goes on. We, we are so far apart now, but we can still produce this show. We're still going to see everybody at Rockin' Pod this year. So uh, time for a new chapter. Wadzilla. They think they had a problem with heroin. Wait till they get a load of me. This yeah. is going to be something else. <laughs> but uh, enough of my life story. Uh, we got some reviews to get to. Yeah, all right. Let me got... think. I got a theme for the review. Ready? Okay, all right. Now it's time for the reviews on Pod Fluid. Pod Fluid. Pod Fluid. All right. <laughs> We got uh, a couple of reviews on iTunes. <laughs> this first one is from Tony Costello Solo. It's a five-star review entitled Big Vampire Community Hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who that is. Which is which is still... Well, I, I know what he's alluding to, and I still think that's one of the greatest lines ever said on this show. Yes, and yes. I'm pissed that neither one of us said it. Yeah. But... Uh, but anyway, uh, Tony says, and I quote, I'm a working solo musician and mailman. Almost 10 years of Ralph, Ian, and Diddley D. When I have to work crazy long hours, I have this to keep me going. Thank you, thank you, Tony Costello. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Abbott Costello. Yes, yes, yeah, you've got to thank your other half. But uh, gr great to know that our audience works. You know, they're not sponges. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I have two sponges that listen to us constantly. <laughs> but but although, although, did you know that, uh, you know, we can't say his name, but uh, <laughs> did you know the sponge changed his name? <laughs> no. He, he retired the sponge uh, tag that you gave him, by the way. Did I? Uh, yeah, you did. You did. Man, uh, that's because I didn't do drugs back then. What a stupid-ass name. <laughs> he drugs. now goes by... <laughs> drugs are good, kids. <laughs> he now goes by the Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> it writes itself, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Brainiac. Sounds like a well, movie. <laughs> uh, like, he's, oh, a killer. he's a maniac with a brain. He's a brainiac. Brainiac on the floor. <laughs> and he well, he's never done before. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, I, I saw, you know, because I always, I do, I look forward to the one-star reviews. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear what this cunt has to say. And almost, even the his fake user title gave it away. U.S. Army hard. <laughs> Recon ass. <laughs> hoo <-ah. What? laughs> Well, and this, this is what's really sad. It, it's really... This, this kid's is what mental illness really looks like. Uh, <clears throat> it's a one-star review entitled, Leave the Rock Sponge Be. He's right. This show is boring. Yeah, no, no, no way that's him. Think about it. Who yeah. the fuck has ever, in the history of the universe, defended <laughs> But Terry. Oh, shit, I said his name. I, I'll got to put some beeps there. Yeah, beep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beep's dad left a, a shitty review on, on his page. Said this show sucks. I should have cut my dick off. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you, in quotations, U.S. Army Hard says, and I quote: "This show is nothing but hate-filled. Your mom, these nuts, and immature junior high sophomore crap." How can people listen to two men, one who is 57 and the other is 48, talk about metal, a genre for nerds and spazolas, and is now passe in an R&B, hip-hop, woke world we sadly live in. Unlike, but it's reality. Unlike Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the kids, they love some ELP. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know? that has stood the test of time. <laughs> yeah, these kids, these kids aren't just woke; they're progressive. Um, and I, I love, I, you know, I love when anybody, because there's so many people like this. It's just pure poserism that they judge music by the scene, by what's popular and passe and this and that. It's like you're a fucking poser. Metal is forever, bitch. Whether you like it or not, metal still survives. There's still metal playing, Drew's Priest is playing everywhere now. We still got fucking metal. Metal will never die. You Elvis Costello fucking listening, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and fucking, I like, I like some Super Tramp, but still, I don't like all Super Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, their voices remind me of cats who ate lemons, sour pusses. Then their reviewers of albums are all Beavis and Butthead reviews. Like a Beavis and and like Beavis and Butthead are out of style and passe. What is this? A fucking novel? Hold on. Is there they, more? Yes, there's more. God. They <laughs> they bullied and harassed people who they feel are superior to them in an effort to get them to leave the internet and or podcast world. This show should be avoided, and I feel sorry for people who think this show is funny, when in fact, this show is like school on Christmas. No class. Oh, boy. That, yeah, his old line. And let me tell you something. All you people that like this show, you have been just insulted by a shut-in that lives off his dad. Ha! You've been pwned. What, what, yeah. What's his name again? U.S. Tard? U.S. Army Tard? Is that it? U.S. Army Tard? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can add that with your D's nuts next comment. They say stuff like, 
these nuts and U.S. Army tarred. <laughs> so I just had to go. I'm like, oh, this this couldn't be who we think it is. This has to be, you know, an actual person. No so I clicked on their, yeah, I clicked on their profile and saw that they've only left one other review. <laughs> and this one says, awesome podcast, five stars. And it also says, I fuck my dad when he falls asleep. Um, yeah, with his <laughs> wallet. He says, and, and he's talking about this other person's podcast uh, that we won't say. Contrary to some schoolgirls who want off the air, he is a breath of fresh air compared to it to Fat Lake, Fat Lizzie, and Brown Sabbath, and the red hot riders of podcasting who are the podcast chump. If you want a podcast which is focusing on albums that either shaped rock music or his life in general, this is for you. He is indeed the Tom Schultz of podcasting. Perfectionist, informative, hilarious, and just a breath of fresh air. What does he know about fresh air? He never leaves his room. Oh my god. But uh, I mean, that's cool that somebody else likes his podcast that much that they would say those things. You know. Yeah, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Is this getting beyond boring or what? <laughs> like, it's like a broken record over and over and over again. It's like, you know, how many times can we goof on this idiot with the words he says when it's the same words? Oh, they're like out of school, no class, and all that shit. It's like repeating this this uh, U.S. Army TARDS, uh, you know, babble is like, dude, we've heard this all before over and over again. All I can say is Sean Morrison owned your ass. <laughs> well, the great thing though is like if you look right now, like what's the biggest thing uh, you know people are talking about was this uh, this Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, which is fantastic, by the way. Loved it. Uh, oh yeah, great great show. But that's how this shit's gonna end. And everybody that listens to our show, you know, they'll be like. Yeah, I knew that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, he he used to be on this show I listened to. <laughs> yeah, because this, this ain't gonna end well. No, it's not. It's it, but but already. I mean, we already see the ending over and over and over again. You know, this whatever. Go look at your 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 silly little numbers and then look at ours and then tell us who the hell is listening to you. I, unless it's our listeners for a goose. <laughs> and, you know, there there are exceptions. There are mentally handicapped people out there who don't know better. I'm sure, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, yeah, and we would we would never make fun of them or, or pick on them uh, simply because of a disability. No, and but, plus, uh, they, don't know, they, they don't know he's racist either, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm already bored. I, I, I want to go back to your little trip to Seattle there. Did you say, okay. did you say you drove 26 hours straight? Yes, I, I did. I you did. know, I, I can never do that. I can never even drive a minute straight because I do trannies. Yeah, 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 I was gonna say, I drove 20, uh, 26 hours straight. 
two of them were gay as fuck. Uh, you know, so total of 28, you know, but 28 were straight. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news, shall we? And, uh, you know, here's a little something that, uh, you know, I, I know everybody that's seen the title of this episode. They're not paying attention to the shitty album we have to review. Uh, they're talking about the news I put in there. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Just when you think, uh, you, you know, he sold everything, now he's reselling something that they sold in the past. Uh, but it, 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 it's modified to get you suckers to buy it twice. Uh, you, you saw the Kiss condoms, right? Ralph, yeah. That they had a few years ago, Kiss condoms. Okay, well now they're, they're re-putting them out, and now it's called Kiss Your Prick. <laughs> and, yeah, kiss, kiss Your Prick, and you have to buy, like, every box, because every box has a different member, you know? Yeah. If there's a devil in your dick and demons in your semens, you gotta get the Gene Simmons demon condom. All right. If you want to get all that pussy, you got to get the Peter Chris Cat Band rubbers. You know. If you want chicks to fucking think your cock is out of this world, you got to get the Ace Frehley Space Band condoms. And if you want to fuck a stranger, you know, in a rest area, there's the Paul Stanley Star Child condoms. <laughs> but but there's also limited edition. You know, so you got to run out and buy these first. There's two other ones you can get. You know, if you want to show the girls how foxy you are, they got the Eric Carr condoms. Oh boy! Now they're it. Yeah, but there is a warning. Uh, you know, be prepared if you buy these. They may cause cancer, and if they do, Gene and Paul ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get the Eric Carr deal. Yeah, yeah. You get uh you know, the best they'll do is they'll send you some uh some Anton Fig and Kevin Valentine rubbers, you know, to make up for it. But that's you're not gonna get any money. That's for damn sure. I, I heard and then yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, and if you're not sure who the hell you wanna fuck, or if you wanna get fucked, there's the Benny Vincent ones. You know? <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, well, you can get the old style that, that, you know, goes on your cock. But then if you change your mind, they'll split down the middle and you can tuck it in and it turns into a vagina. So it's almost like an IUD. Uh, you know, very multi-useful, the Vinnie Vincent uh, uh, Pharaoh kind of. So yeah, Gene Simmons, kiss your prick, all you fucking nerds, which I find very funny is, uh, you know, because Kiss fans don't get laid. Why the fuck do they need condoms? But, you know, they'll buy them anyway because it says Kiss. But it's a good thing if a Kiss fan does get laid, maybe they don't knock them up and they don't have kids. That's probably a good thing. Probably. <laughs> well, Ian, I, I, I read a recent interview with uh, uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, and they were talking about these condoms that they're selling now. And they say if they sell good enough, they're going to release two other ones, but it's not called Kiss kiss my prick it's gonna it's gonna be called kiss my ass which is a Tom Thayer and an Eric Singer and it, it has a picture of Eric Singer and Tom Thayer with Paul's ass on one of them Gene's ass on the other one and they're about to pucker up and kiss her <laughs> well 
Wow, okay. Well, I guess it's all who you get your news from. Yeah, but For sometimes, sure. sometimes, I go to this website, and sometimes it fucks it up. It's omgkiss.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> For all the up-to-date kiss info. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, something that's been rumored for the last couple weeks, uh, and now it's official, McMars, they just announced it today, McMars is officially retiring from touring with Motley Crue, yet he will remain, uh, you know, he, he's still an official member, and if they record any more Madonna covers, he's going to be playing guitar, uh, well, but he will no longer tour. I know this retirement Mick Mars is doing now is 100% true, and you know why? He signed no, a contract? No contracts involved. Oh, but, uh, you know, I saw somebody pointed this out online, uh, you know, that they were saying there was no way this was true, because they said Motley Crue signed a contract and they could not perform without the original members. That's true. So. They all four have to agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't it's even know that, if they have to agree. I thought they... It is right, because in that contract, they said it had to be all four. And they all four mm -hmm. had to get it back on stage. So, yeah, there's another, there's another fucking flub they did. There's two... two oh, okay. Every year, there'll be a new thing in that contract they're going to break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait for your video, Motley Crue Deluded. <laughs> no shit. Oh no, I have footage of Nikki saying, you know, that's oh, yeah. it's a ripoff that bands do farewell tours. It's an insult to the fans. Yeah. Well, uh, the number one rumor right now is that he is going to be replaced by John Five. Yeah. Uh, John Five was absent from a recent uh, Rob Zombie concert, and original guitarist uh, Mike Riggs came back to play for him, uh, who was the guitar player before John Five. Uh, John Five has not announced anything yet, but it, it's probably gonna be that. If you remember, uh, Nikki had that not-so-super group with uh, John Five, Rob Zombie, him, and I forget who the fuck was drawing. Oh, yeah, nothing came from it, right? Well, they recorded one song for a Netflix show, like Ice Truckers, <laughs> like some kind of Ice Truckers thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's probably going to be John Five, which is a damn shame because once and again, John Five's going to join a band that he's too good for, <laughs> you know, that doesn't show how this cat can really play. I mean, goddamn. The, the most he's got to play and sound like himself was when he was with David Lee Roth. I mean, you know, he was in two with Rob Halford, and that's all electronic shit, you know? And then he's with... You know, Manson and Zombie, which I enjoy both of those, but it's not guitar-oriented. It's more samples and basic riff. You know, I can play guitar in Manson or fucking Rob Zombie, you know, and, and well. But, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Motley Crue, who, it's, it's announced they're going to tour, they're going to take this stadium tour. Now it's going to be called the World Tour. And it's going to be them and Death Leopard in Europe. They haven't announced officially yet, though, if Poison and Joe Jett will still be part of it, or if it'll be different opening bands. But again, you know, it's like it's bad enough you did this to Americans. You know, you, you gotta go fuck with Europe right now too. 
Yeah, but I mean, they'll, they'll probably take Joe and Jeff, but they're not going to take Poison. Poison has been owning them all over America. You think they wanted to get owned by Poison all over the world? Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> there's been some guys, uh, other other metal musicians, uh, kind of ragging on Bruce Dickinson after you know these last couple of videos. There was a show in, I believe, in California where a fan got on stage and uh, Bruce lost his shit. And then I believe it was here in Seattle. They were either in Seattle or Tacoma, which are right next to each other. And uh, and he's, he's pissed off about people smoking dope. And I'm like, how fucking unrock and roll is that? To bitch at your audience about smoking dope. This guy is berating him, calling the dude an idiot. You know, and uh, uh, Steve Harris hates the smell of smoke. You see Steve Harris all the way back in the, where the amps are. It's like, dude, he can't smell it that far. And if he can, he can barely smell it. Now, I will say this, because I think Bruce Dickinson always does this shit. I remember that one time yeah. he talked about how much he hated America at an Ozfest and bashed Oz yeah. stage before Sharon threw eggs at him, which was not cool for Sharon to throw eggs at the other guys in Maiden. I, I totally disagree with that. They should have wasted all those eggs on Bruce. The guy's a fucking loudmouth. He's a little bitch. But, yeah, and I thought... Uh, but I'm sorry. But one more thing. The guy from Coal Chamber, Devil Driver, whatever. Yeah. He calls out Bruce, but he says shit like, it's not your arena, it's the people's arena. The people that are there are the ones that, you know, they can, and it's like, idiot, number one, they don't allow smoking. It's a rule in the arena. You can't smoke in the arena. And number two, if they own it, what? They can bring a tent so they can build a tent after the show and stay there? Fuck you. I mean, it's like idiot versus idiot, you know? Well, I, I gotta say, and I saw that same point brought up. I was, you know, because I always like to torture myself and read the comments on Blabbermouth. And uh, I, to an extent, side more with, with this um, I, I, I do think that these people paid money if they want to party. Hey, look, smoking has never been allowed in fucking amphitheaters. But you know goddamn well, back in our day, everybody was smoking dope. Everybody's drinking underage and doing shit. It's a rock and roll show. Well, my point of the Des thing, of course, they're, you know, they're, the rules at rock concerts are thrown out the window. Of course, people are going to smoke weed inside the arena. But my point is, idiot, you're saying these people own the arena where the arena saying you can't smoke inside. Whether you smoke inside or not is besides the point. The point is that he's talking about, no, it's okay for them to smoke inside. Uh, the rules say you're not supposed to smoke inside. That's my point on the whole thing. Guy's an idiot. Yeah. But I also, I also think fucking Bruce Dickinson is a fucking idiot. So, you know, I, I, I call them both idiots, you know? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. But I, I hate how fucking pedestrian rock shows are now, you know? I, I, I really do. It's it's just, man, when you and me came up, you it was no holds fucking bar. It was fucking dangerous. It was fun. You know, and now everything's, you know, it's like that guy bitching about Tommy Lee whipping out his dick. You know, it's, it's like, come on, you fucking pussies. It's a rock show. 
You know, you, can, you, think, you, you think anybody's bitching about some reefer in the air at a fucking rap show? No. Not, look, back in the day, before you even went to shows, Ian, when we'd walk into the venue, there was a big bowl with cigarettes in it, and it said, there was a sign that said, only one cigarette per kid, and do not steal a lighter, and there was a lighter there. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was my shit, that was my era, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, God damn, what the fuck have we become, you know? Oh, come and, on. Uh, yeah. Every aspect of life, bro. You know what I was watching today? Something that you like to go under the name of. I haven't seen, well, no, I'm sorry, it was yesterday. I watched the Bad News Bears yesterday. Now you like to yeah, love it. Dude, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner, dude, can Tanner say the shit he said in that movie today in a movie? Hell no. Everywhere, everything sanitized. Everywhere. This shit's got to stop, man. This shit is... Right, but... Oh. I, I'm saying people like this are perpetuating it. But yeah, Dickinson's a fucking a dick. I mean, I, I I love his singing. But it's like, what, what was it? Last summer when he... Uh, the guy lit up with a flare in Greece and he called him a Greek cunt. I'm like, holy shit. Damn. You know, that, like, well, that was pretty cool. <laughs> You he's like, you, if that happened in France, Ian. Yeah, no, no. If he said, you frog-eating surrender monkey, you know, I'd be like, ha, <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. I had a friend, that's what he called the French. You know? Because like the old joke, I think I said it on here before. You know why the French have guns? So they have something to give the Germans. Because um, they're pussies. And they talk like babies. Um, but it, it's like, god damn, rock, a rock concert should be fucking dangerous. There shouldn't be kids there, you know, unless it's like teenagers who are lying to their parents about where they're at, you know. And even them, it's like, beware, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you're at a rock and roll show, man. And now it's, it's bunch of goddamn pussies. And this is coming from the liberal. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and this kind of like neutral asshole agrees with you. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, fuck Bruce and. Uh, I, got, yeah. I got news. Oh. I got news. Okay. Uh, I kind of hinted at it before we went on the air. I said, I told Ian, Mark Alden Taylor said something very insulting toward you. Ooh. And, and not only once, he's done it several times. You're not going to like this. Oh, okay. He says that you, that he agrees more with you than he does with me. Dude, that's insulting, bro. This Saturday, yeah, what the fuck, fuck, man? Yeah, I know, right? And then and then he has the audacity to say afterwards, I'm sorry, Ralph. It's like, bro, I'm not the one you should say sorry to. I think, oh, I, I don't want you to agree with my ass, you deaf leopard defending nine-armed fucking cretin. That Peter Puffer don't even like Slayer. Jesus Christ. Don't <laughs> don't drag my good name into this, sir. Yeah, man. Don't say Ian. That really ruins his credibility. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good thing I'm no longer single or I'm never getting laid now. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. I got laid after Mark said that. <laughs> I bet you like twice. Yeah. Oh man! And, and both times were his was Mark's wife, but 
wait, 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 wait. Ian said that. He's going to start agreeing with me if you keep talking like that, so don't do that. Hey, I, hey, I didn't say, I, hey, I, I wouldn't fuck Mark Smythe with your dick. Just kidding, Mark. <laughs> Just kidding for your wife, but I know she don't listen to this shit. She probably hates podcasts after what you do. I love you, Mark, but god damn yeah, don't drag my name into this shit. Yeah, don't say you agree with Ian, dude. Doesn't make Ian look good. <laughs> it's bad enough that fucking Lee put me down as a reference on a job application. Oh, yeah. oh Lee, Lee's a whole other story. Lee hates me and you. What? What do we do? Well, no, I mean, our, no, no, he loves us as humans, but he hates oh. us for, for musical things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, not everybody can appreciate Jody Grind. Yeah. You know, he can do. <laughs> I like Jody Grind. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But Mark doesn't. He agrees with me. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you're insulting yourself. <laughs> oh, God. All right, fuck this shit. Next story. Uh, Michael Wilton says the Queensryche entity is bigger than any one individual. Yeah, he wouldn't say that if he... I bet you Chris DeGarma or, or Rock and Field or Jeff Tate wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, what's your feelings on this when, when bands get to this point where, like, you know, with Queensryche is right now, you only have... Michael Wilton and Eddie Jackson from the classic lineup. Uh, I mean, is it still even uh, Queensryche to you, or is it something else? You know, I, I mean, I get it. These bands, uh, on one aspect, a lot of times I think they should change the name, especially if the sound of the music changes, but they won't because it is a brand name, and you will get more people if you use that same name than if you were to call it, you know, Whatever, think of another stupid name like Queensryche, you know. Fancy East equals the name of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Call, call it that. See how many people show up at the casino. But, uh, but uh, what do you feel? You know, should they should they change the name, or do they have the right to to go on and, and call themselves Queensryche? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm pretty liberal when it comes to music like this. Because I'm the type of person that's like, fuck that, I ain't gonna go see Queens, right? But there's people that like that shit. There's people that, you know, and I do agree with the, the, the Torre, they went away, you know, they got away from, you know, fucking Jeff Tate doing those horrible albums, because he controlled the band. I, I see the point there, and they went heavier, but not fucking Queens, right? I'm sorry. And it's no, I mean, it's good albums. I'm not saying they're terrible albums, but no, nowhere near. Uh, from Empire Down. I mean, not Empire. I hate Empire. Uh, Operation Mindcrime. That's Queens, man. That and and it was really you know Tate and DeGarmo, you know, with a you know writing team and dude, those songs were incredible. Without DeGarmo, dude, come on. They never did anything good without DeGarmo. Once the and I I didn't mind that here in the now frontier. I like pretty much almost. A little over half of that album and that was the last well one. That, that yeah with the garmo yeah that's the last one with the garmo after that everything to me has been unlistenable except i'm american from operation mind uh mind crime 2 
awesome song, but that album is fucking horrible. One good Ooh. song. That song's awesome. But that... Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Man, when I heard that song, I, I had hopes because when I first heard they were doing it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, don't do this. And then I heard that, I was like, yeah, bring it on. And then I heard that, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, the rest was garbage. Even the great Ronnie James Dio couldn't save it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And, and Mark Allen Taylor agrees. Well, with me. Well, no, no, no. I don't think that, so therefore he doesn't. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. Uh, well, I, I have an interesting take on uh, modern Queensryche, but I will get into that much later in the episode. Uh, Merciful Fate played its first show with stand-in basis Becky Baldwin. Uh, weird to see a chick... I know that sounds sexist, but weird to see a chick in Merciful Fate, but if the girl can play, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, this is something I'm really pissed about because this isn't coming to either one of us, uh, which is odd. It's not coming to Seattle or Florida. Uh, man, I would love to see fucking Merciful Fate. Oh, the thing I'm is, about this one. The thing is that it's selling out everywhere. They're going to add dates. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, man, because I saw the set list that they played in Dallas. I hope Donnie Allen went. Uh, man, uh, just great, great songs, and I would love to see it. I thought it was unfortunate, though. Uh, it was kind of not a long set list. And, uh, I mean, I get that considering, you know, uh, uh, Hank Sherman's age and King's age. Nah, they but, do fall in that new song that's 20 minutes alone right there yeah but uh but i would love to hear some of the posts you, you know you know everything was from the ep and the first two albums and the one new song i'd love to hear some shit off of nine you know i love that fucking album i would I'd like to hear some other you know uh but i mean you can't argue it's a solid set list you know but uh i'd like to hear some of the, those other albums that i like you know, like time and you know, uh, into the unknown and shit like that. Definitely nine. But, uh, whatever, man. I want to see some merciful fate. Yeah, I hope they do come back. All right, next story. Holy shit! Did you see? I didn't even. I didn't even listen to it or anything. But just looking at the picture freaked me out. Alex Lifeson and Robbie uh, Krieger from The Doors performed Santana's Evil Ways at a Los Angeles charity concert. And if you look at the picture, you gotta look at Robbie Krieger's fucking head. Holy shit, he looks like the Martian from the Flintstones. Damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like just this little body and this fucking huge fucking cranium. Holy fuck. But, uh... I did see it. I I didn't click on it because it's Santana. If it ain't on the lane... The only good song from Santana to my ears, I ain't gonna click on it. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, good to see... I mean, fuck, Krieger's gotta be in his fucking 70s. Uh, but good to see Lifeson out playing, and I think it's great that uh, him and Getty played at not only the, the South Park, I think it was like a 25th anniversary concert they did at Red, Red Rocks, but uh, they both played at... Uh, uh, those Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts and stuff. So good to see him out doing some stuff, you know. And they're fucking legends, man. 
Uh, Rob Hofford says New Judas Priest album is close to being completed, and I can't fucking wait. I got a good feeling about this one. Uh, even though they say it's not going to be Firepower Part 2, uh, I don't know. I just feel like they got some magic going on right now. Even though this is another one that's almost borderline Queensryche, because, I mean, what is Glenn Tipton really doing? You know, is he is he really still writing the music, or is this all just Richie Faulkner and Andy Steep? Uh, you know, and I mean, we saw him with that lineup, and it was fucking incredible. And they sounded awesome. And, and Firepower, you know, I, I guess you got to take him on faith that Glenn was involved in the writing. But uh, I'd love to see where they go from there, man, because that was a rare example of a modern album that I really do go back and listen to from a legacy band. A lot of these legacy bands, I, I'll give it a chance and sometimes I like it, you know? I like it alright, you know? But rarely do I go back to it. But Firepower was one where I definitely did and uh, I, I'd love, you know, even if it doesn't sound like Firepower, if you have that same kind of quality it would be amazing. What do you think? Are you excited about it? Yeah, I'm always excited for New Priest. Always. And even though, yeah, they're great live, but dude, I mean, come on. It's not KK, bro. <clears throat> KK can get up on there. And yeah, now the room... Man, I'm, I'm serious. Ian Hill should get severely beaten if they don't reunite with KK after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with him coming out and saying, oh, things can happen with KK playing with us at Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you're going to rejoice, yeah. be beaten up, you know? <laughs> Come on, dude. Bring KK back. I know. I know. Just put duct tape on his mouth. Fucking just get yeah. him out there. Man, him and Faulkner together, I can accept more than Andy Steep. And yes, Andy Steep was good. Great producer. Just go back to producer and bring KK back on the stage, right? Or if you want to, like, rip off Maiden, go stand on the side. And dance around. <laughs> just do your Janet. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree. I would love to see King come back, and I hope that, uh, you know, at least something good comes out of, you know, the horrible uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame debacle. Like I said, it's a shame they're not even getting in as a, like an official band. You know, they're getting in under some horrible subcategory, uh, which is just, you know, insulting. Like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's not insulting enough, but... Uh, yeah, if that comes out of it, it would be fantastic. I'd love to see him go out that way, and I'd love to see him one more time with KK. So, I totally agree there. Now, here's something I can't comment too much on because I just laughed at it so much I didn't even read the fucking story. But I'm sure you might have read it. Said Ozzy Osbourne to perform virtually at Metaverse Music Festival edition oh, of Ozfest. I missed that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe maybe uh you know, maybe we can pause this and I can take a look at it, but I don't know what perform virtually means. Uh, I'm too drunk to read this shit, but it doesn't sound good. It sounds to me like it'd be some pre recorded shit. And uh that's just sad. Ozzy needs to stop. Ozzy needs to fucking stop. Although I will say, uh, 
and I know you put a review up of the album. I have not seen that video yet. Um, I did listen to most of the album, and I will say it's better than Ordinary Man, but, you know, it'd be hard not to be better than Ordinary Man. But it's still, you know, it ain't saying much, but, you know, it could have been worse. That That's my opinion. What did you think of it? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, come on. I, like you said, it's impossible to be worse than Ordinary Man. You could probably tie with it. I thought it was fucking horrendous. Though, yes, better than Ordinary Man. There's one song that I did like off it, and it's one of the two that I only did for. Uh, that one I okay. like. But I thought the rest of it, and dude, the end of it is like a Robert Johnson type. You know, they're trying to do like one of those old blues sounding. Dude, I think it was called Darkness Blues. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, I don't think I made it to that. Oh, yeah. God. Just the whole album to me is just, it's not my Ozzy, man. Oh, I hear you there. All right. George Lynch has gone back to uh, calling his solo effort Lynch Mob again after briefly changed it to Electric Freedom. Uh, I guess uh, Electric Freedom wasn't putting the asses in the casinos. Uh, I have no problems with Lynch Mob. How about you? No, man. There's nothing wrong with that fucking name. The name was made up in what? What was that, 1990? Yeah, 89, 90. So like I got to change it because of the climax of Pickle Whistlers? Fuck that. He, I mean, it was, it was not a racist term in 1990 when it was named so therefore it should remain with the integrity of that shitty band's name all the way since 1990 with that wicked sensation but <laughs> i agree i don't think you know i think it was just a play on his name i don't think he had any ill intentions with that and uh yeah you know I mean, if he wanted to change it, that's his prerogative. But goddamn, you couldn't come up with something better than Electric Freedom? Seriously. Jesus Christ. No, but seriously, <laughs> this is George Lynch we're talking about. Going around calling yeah. Lynch mob is no big deal. It's George Lynch. It's not like he's a Pink Floyd fan from Boston. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the thing is, Lynch is actually his last name. It's not, a, it's not like a Mick Mars made-up name. That's his... <laughs> You know, Dave given name. Yep. So, yeah, I got no problems with it. I think it, it but was, some, it's all George Lynch's fault. Nobody's been saying anything about Lynch Mob. It was him that came up with, you know what, this ain't right to say no more. Who, who else did Lynch, George Lynch get any shit for the name of that band? Ever. Well, the, the only time I ever heard about shit was when they first came out. Uh, Vernon Reed from Living Color. Oh, uh, okay. Did not did not like the name, and and he said that. I mean, we're talking back in the Wicked Sensation days. Right. Uh, he he said he found the name offensive. Uh, he said he loved George Lynch as a guitar player, and thought he was great, but he did not like the name and felt the name was insensitive. Uh, but that's the only person that I've ever heard. Uh, you know, say that. Well, what do you know, man? Vernon from Living Color was a Nancy before it was a Nancy. I mean, a Karen. A Karen. Yeah, a Karen. He was a Karen before there was... He was, Karen, he was a Karen before it was cool to be a Karen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He's a, he's a Karen OG. <laughs> but here's something that does offend me. It's uh, Joe Lynn Turner. Joe Lynn Turner, you Russian loving prick. Are you bald or are you not? Uh, he, he explained his decision to, uh, to, to wear the wig when he performs. He, he, now he's saying he wears the wig when he performs his old material. And he takes it off when he performs the new material. Dude, that that would be the ultimate Halloween show to go see. Have him come out with a wig and then take it off at the end. That'd be horror night. Yeah, and, and you, you know what I find even more offensive than that is I've been looking at the set list that uh, of his more recent shows, and more I would say probably seventy percent of his shows are songs that he never sang originally. He's going out doing all these deep purple covers and doing all these rainbow covers, but it's not from his era of either band. Why the fuck is he out there doing Smoke on the Water and Burn and shit? Get out there and do King of Dreams, asshole. You know, And, and, and doing the rainbow stuff. Why is he singing Temple of the King? He's got no place to sing Temple of the King. You know, if, if you want to fucking sing that horrible Grand Bonnet shit, I don't care. But, you know, I'm like, you know, he had, what, three, four, what was it, three, three studio albums with, with uh, Rainbow? Yeah, and I like them all. You know? Honestly, I think that's where he peaked. I, I didn't like the Ingbe. I didn't like the Deep Purple album. But I liked, uh, I did like, uh, uh, what is it, Bent Out of Shape was the last one. No, uh, yeah, been out, been out of shape, uh, difficult to cure. Straight between the eyes. And, yeah, straight between the But, I mean, there, there's a wealth of material, and there's hits on those albums, you know, um, that he could be performing. Why are you doing, you know, this other shit, you know, in a wig? You know, I say take, take the wig completely off and sing your own shit. Yep. You Russian-loving fucking penis-looking prick. Michael Sweet doesn't believe Striper will get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while he's alive. Nor and, dead either. And, uh, you know, I've just got one thing to say to that. You know, you got to have faith. Uh, you know, where's your, where's your faith, Michael Sweet? Come on. Let me give uh, you, I will, let me give I will you, be done. Let me give you my quick uh, review of the new Striper album. I got it. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Sucks. Does it? Three good songs. No, well, yeah, three good, two really good songs, one decent one. The rest is just, you know what it is? It's not like it's horrible. It's just they're repeating themselves. You know, they've been releasing album after album after album all these years. And I think they, this sounds rushed and it's kind of that retreading the same shit. But, you know, there was three songs I liked way, way later on in the album. Like, man, the first, man, I just could not. And I tried, dude. I tried. I gave it four tries. And that's it. I'm done. Wow. And you've been very, you know, vocal about how much you've loved these, you know, last three or four Stripe rounds. And I you really liked the first. Yeah. Uh, you liked the first Sweet Lynch album, but you didn't like the second. No, I didn't. No. I like his solo stuff, too. The last two solo albums are really good. 
There's going to be another Sweet Lynch album. Yeah. Well, I, I trust your opinion. You, you know, the funny thing is, I saw it the other day, and I almost got it from Mr. X. And I was like, why? I keep getting their albums just to have them, and I never fucking listen to them. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother, you know, taking up the space on the old hard drive. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that coming from you, if you say it, it sucks, uh, unlike Mark Alvin Taylor, I trust you. Well, I mean, I can't. Let's say if these last three albums didn't uh, exist, some of these songs wouldn't suck. But they sound too much like, like the opening track. I forgot the name of it, uh, "Transgressor" or something like that. It's like the the last album had uh, "Blood from Above," which was so much better, and "Take It to the Cross," which a lot of people hated. I loved it because it was so bizarre, but it was heavy. And "Yahweh," which I think is their greatest song ever. And uh, this one is kind of like the same thing, like a fast opener with the high screams, but it doesn't have those hooks that the past one had. Now, if those albums didn't exist, yeah, I'd say the opening track would be a much better song, uh, but it just sounds like they're repeating themselves. So, I I almost got it because of the bonus track. Oh, what? Uh, it, they, they, they do a cover of Slayer's Jesus Saves. Oh man, see that. Oh man. Uh, Alright, well, here's another tour that surprised me as much as I talk about how I'm going to see every show now. Uh, this is another one I'm going to miss is the Wasp 40th anniversary tour, which again might add dates because surprisingly uh, there's been a, a handful of sellouts already. Uh, you know, it could be because they're playing extremely small venues, uh, and they have, you know, and a lot of them, you know, they have Armored Saint, and on, on all the Texas dates have Michael Shanker. That could have a lot to do with it. But uh, Blackie says it's being discussed that he might perform Animal. But just when you think, yeah, he's getting over this Jesus shit. He's saying it won't be performed like you think it will. Which alludes to, like, you know, is it like, you know, animal prey like a beast or, you know? Or how about I deny the beast? Yeah, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm, I like, going, I, I'm going to see it, man. It's playing Orlando and I'm going oh, with, you are? with our buddy Charlie Hills taking it. And Daniela, we're all going oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I agree with uh, Chris Holmes said he should play it but change it to I fuck like a priest. Cool. <laughs> that would be a good one. All right. Let me see if there's any more stories before we have to review this album. Well, I got a couple of them. Okay, go ahead. Well, a real quick one. This is just going to take uh, a couple seconds. Right now, my phone gave me a notification, and I looked at it, and it's my number one do- donator. Chuck Charles has donated again. All right. Manson. Chuck Charles. <laughs> and uh, what do you call uh, my other story? And you know this. I got a mohawk. Yes, I love it. Yes, sir. And uh, I loved it, too. Loved it, too. But here's what happened. Uh oh. Here's what happened. I took a shower and I, you know, my my niece. It was my niece's boyfriend gave me the mohawk. 
And my niece put some gel in my hair to make it look spiky. I sent you the picture. It's like a spiky mohawk, right? So I go home, take a shower, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, this mohawk is too wide. I need to, you know, like like taxi driver, man. I want it that size, you know? So I went to the barber and I had them do it that size. Dude. You know that you know you know when you see the Ramones live and that person runs out with that gaba gaba hey sign. <laughs> is, it, is it called Ziggy or Zippy or one of the two? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though. I look like that now. Oh, I look Lord. fucking terrible. I look like like Bert from Bert and Ernie. It's fucking <laughs> I am in hell, but my hair grows quick. So, dude, you saw when I shaved my head. Before I got the mohawk, my hair was already halfway down my ear, you know? And the back is touching my shoulder, so yeah, I'll be wearing a hat till the end of the year. Oh, man. You know, I had a, a similar situation where I asked a buddy to to give me a mohawk, and he fucked it up so goddamn bad, I just had to end up shaving my fucking head. And, uh, yeah, that sucks. You think you're going to end up with something cool, and then it's like... Oh my god! You know, yeah. and I don't, and I'm, I'm glad I've got a widow's peak from fucking hell. But luckily, I'm very, you know, like I don't have that like spot in the back like most men do. You know, like the rest of my hair is very thick because uh, I do not have the head for it. I look like you know they they stuck the salad tongs in and pulled me out. You know, huge fucking just a weird shaped fucking head. Ain't pretty. Uh, and, you know, I have a well-shaped head, but this fucking mohawk makes it look weird-shaped. It's like it's really bizarre. What? It's amazing what a strip of hair will do. You know, if I if I <laughs> shave it all off now, I'd have a perfectly. But I don't want to shave it off. I don't. I'm gonna let it grow into the sides, and it's gonna look cool once it's. Yeah, you know, I give it by by January first. It's gonna. I, I won't be wearing a hat anymore because my hair grows quick, man. All right, just make sure your shit's in check by March when we're at Rockin' Pot. Because, you know. Yeah, by March. Yeah, you know. dude, I'm not touching this hair for until it gets long. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this short hair shit. You know, this oh, <laughs> fuck me up. So I'm going back to, yeah, it won't be long. It'll be long ish for, for Rockin' Pot. It'll probably look more right. little, you know, since I'm not sure. There you go. Because, you know, my mohawk goes all the way to my, you know, to the back of my neck. So it's, right. it's gonna be long. That part's gonna be long by then. Probably gonna be right. like a mullet look. <laughs> oh, can't wait to see it. Uh, uh, well, here, here's something. I don't. I know you said you had another story, but uh, one I want to throw in real quick before I forget because I know you were the man to ask, and you could probably find this out. But uh, violence parted ways with Bobby Gustafson. Uh, did you see this? Uh, yes, I did see it. It's logistical. I think it has something to do with him living in Florida. I don't know. But, you know, I'm not going to say who, but you know the person. I'll tell you off the air. Bobby Gustafson just hit up one of my friends to start doing a, a band. So, oh. but, you know, I mean, he hit him up. So I don't want to say his name in case it doesn't work out. But, um, so, yeah, I, I heard about it. It's a drag because... I really love that EP, and uh, and I love Bobby. I think Bobby, Bobby to me, and Jeff Watson from uh, not Jeff Watson, Jeff Watson from Annihilator for me 
those are my two favorite draft guitar players. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer that he's not in my favorite draft band anymore. You know? But uh, what can you do? And I never got to see it. I saw Violence Without Him, uh, like four yeah. years ago before he rejoined. But yeah, what a bummer. Uh, and here, here's another one that really made me sad. This really made me sad. Uh, as I've talked about before, one of my favorite singers of all time. I think he's so fucking punk rock, rock and roll. Just an incredible fucking just ball of energy and music. Iggy Pop is doing an album with Andrew Watt. The same guy responsible for the last two Ozzy records. And, oh, man, that just breaks my heart. You know, because I don't want to see him. I don't, you know, because Iggy's probably got maybe one or two albums left in him. And he's, he's up there. And I don't want to see him go out with one of these Ozzy-type fucking albums. And I'm scared, man. Oh. Uh, and, but I don't, sure I don't get as, you know. What's that? You shouldn't be scared because Iggy Pop still got his brain cells. Ozzy doesn't know what he's doing. He, he tried to right. throw shit. He tried to throw that Ozzy shit at Iggy. You know, Iggy's aware. He's like, I ain't gonna sing over that crap. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm not a rose-colored glasses guy. You know, Iggy's done a couple of sellout albums. He did blah 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 in the '80s, and it was a total like, get me on the radio. And then he did it again in the early 90s with an album called Brick by Brick. And and both those albums, I mean, there's some good songs on them buried underneath horrible production, you know, and glossy bullshit. But it's just like, oh, man. You know, he did like an album like two albums ago with uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. And I loved it. To me, it was very, you know, it was a throwback to the albums he did with Bowie in the mid-70s, and I was like, man, I like this, this is kind of like some old-school Iggy shit, you know, it wasn't like punk Iggy, it was like, you know, the new wave Iggy, but I dug it, but man, this Andrew Watt, and I don't get it, man, because his guitar playing was so good on that California Breed album, if you guys never checked it out, it was uh, Glenn Hughes, Andrew Watt, and Jason Bond, they did one fucking album, and then Andrew Watt flew the coop. And after he flew the coop, he started doing all this, like, producing. He's playing with this rapper, Post Malone. Some of you kids don't know that shit. But, he, you know, he totally, like, went from, you know, you thought this kid could be a new, like, guitar hero to doing all this rap and pop shit and stuff. And then what, what he's done with Ozzy is just so fucking neutered. And I'm like, man, don't do that to Iggy. Because Iggy's at least got credibility. But there's a new single that's due out uh, next week, and I, I guess I'll have to judge it by that. But, yeah, didn't make me happy. All right, son of a bitch. I guess we're going to have to do it. Uh, the album we're reviewing this week, you know, if you paid attention after the Kiss My Prick comment in the in the description, we are reviewing Children of Bodom or boredom, or whatever the fuck. Um, their fifth album, Are You Dead Yet? Uh, mm. Now, this is a band, I have to admit, uh, 
I had prejudice against. I don't know why. I never heard anything about him, but just looking at him and what I heard about him, I just knew this wasn't for me. And they did get, you know, for, for a short time in the early 2000s, you know, they did get some press. People were talking about him a little bit, and then you didn't hear about him. And then they broke up because the lead guy died. Uh, his name was something. Uh, you know, but, but this was never something I was even curious to check out. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. This sounds like some fucking mall metal, fucking English power metal, never gonna kiss a girl type shit. Uh, yeah, life is short, I'm not gonna listen to this crap. But I think you were more familiar with them than me, right? Well, actually, I, I, I own the first one, Something Wild, which I very much like. Yeah, yeah I like, I think it's unique, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, well, this one has a lot of keyboards too, but the keyboards on that are just insane. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard a couple other ones like Follow the Reaper and Aprior, and they weren't that bad, but the first one, you know, the, uh, I, I like something wild, but yeah, and I've never heard uh, Are You Dead Yet till now. So I had to study this. Okay, well, let, let me ask you this. Uh, and this I had no idea, because I just assumed they were some arty, farty, queer, like European power metal band. But Wikipedia describes them as melodic death metal. Were their early albums like yeah. death metal-like? Something wild, very okay. melodic death metal. And I'm not a fan of melodic death metal. But the thing is, you know, with the old keyboards, it's, I mean, I guess you can call it melodic death metal. I just never looked at it that way. But yeah, that's a right. way to describe it, yeah. Okay, yeah, I just, I never thought that that's what they were. Uh, so I guess this album maybe is their Crazy Nights? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I know you. but we are we are doing this for Matthew Tyler, and, uh, whew, boy, you made us work for our fucking money on this one. That's all I'm going to say. I will say that I listened to this album twice. Uh... The first time I listened to it, I thought, maybe I'm just in a bad mood because I'm sick. Uh, you know, getting over a cold. And, uh, oh, man, I wish I would have done my notes the first time because I had to listen to this shit fucking twice. But, Ralph, you're a little more familiar with this band, so why don't you take the first track, Living Deadbeat? Uh, this is bouncy precision shit that irritates me. And then you add those Disney keyboards and, you know, it just adds to my irritant. Uh, this song blows. That's what I think of it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can tell now that we're in this part of the show, uh, you know, we're, we're in the final stretches because this isn't going to be too long. Because uh, I, I think even Mark Allen Taylor agrees with both of us on this. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Matthew Taylor. Yeah, you should, uh, say but, sorry to, you should say sorry to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think we both deserve an apology for having to listen to this shit. But uh, we, we love our fans and we love our donations. So here we go. Uh, first song. Wow, from the first note, this sucks. Bad Pantera musically and just plain bad vocals. I'm too old for this shit. Uh, and, and that's what I feel like. Uh, 
I, I've noticed that a lot lately. I, I'm, I'm getting crankier and crankier every day, uh, especially when it be, when it comes to music. I think at this point in my life, I'm not adverse to new music, but I know within the first ten seconds if this is for me or, or if it isn't. And I think I've said this in some past episodes with some of these episodes. You know, life is too short now to waste my time on music that I, I just think sucks. I'm not going to force myself to try to like something, even though I try I just try to do it with the new maiden. But at least that's a band I have history with and that I love. There are a lot of new bands that I do like. Uh, you know, 99% of them are all underground bands that you wouldn't know unless you know Mr. X. Because... Um, you just don't hear about them. But, uh... Man, shit like this. I just don't have time for this fucking shit, man. I know right away this sucks. This is not what I like. Uh, it's derivative, repetitive. Uh, it's, it's just nothing new here. And they're they're copying the worst part of some bands that I halfway like. But, uh... Yeah, not a fan. But I'll take the next song, the title track. Okay, it's the title track. It's got to be good, right? Oh, boy. Sounds like the exact same song. I swear, keyboards are the worst thing to happen to Europe since Hitler and France. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I stand by that. That's one thing that really irritates me about European metal, is this reliance on keyboards and classical music and shit like that. And I find it so odd that, you know, the birthplace of metal is Europe, you know? Uh, you know, the greats come from fucking Europe. But man, modern European metal bands, for the most part, suck fucking donkey. And it's all this fucking, you know, fantasy fucking bullshit and over-reliance on keyboards or trying to mix in some fucking Tchaikovsky. You know, and it's just like, you just lost the point. Much like Modern Maiden, which to me is so far removed. You know, listen to that new fucking crap they put out these last, I don't know how many fucking, last five fucking Maiden albums. And then listen to like Power Slave and Back. And, and I admit, I love Somewhere in Time, but even though it's got the guitar sense. But man, listen to the first album through Power Slave. That's metal. This shit they're doing now sounds like tired old men and, and this over-reliance on keyboards and all this other shit takes away from what I love about metal, the power. You know, the other day when I was listening to that horrible Time Machine song off the last Maiden, the next thing that came up in my, uh, you know, on Shuffle was Motorhead. You know, live or, you know, no stick to Hammersmith. And it was just so like, oh, just guttural and, 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 you know, primal. And it was rock from the waist down. That's what I, I like my rock from the waist down. Full of fucking cock and piss and vinegar and all this newer European metal. It's all, it's too heavy. It's, you know, I want to impress you with my musicianship and then, 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 you know, and they forget that metal is primal. Guttural. I don't know. God, just what a shit band so far. Horrible, horrible. What do you think of the title track? 
Well, I admit, I liked how it started, but that ended quickly. It went into like this four man dime bag sound effect shit. And, you know, that shit that, that was influenced by Pantera, you know? You know oh, like, yeah. Oh, to yeah. me, that breakdown shit only worked for Pantera. It's like it's like party music done by Van Halen, ruined by Poison. It, to me, uh, this sounds like an endless amount of bands that just cop some of Pantera shit and, you know, with the sound effects and all that crap. To me, dude, I know you like them, but to me, this ain't no different than fucking Machine Head to me. This is, this is what I hate about Machine Head. What is on this? Sounds like a machine out of me. That type of fucking bullshit. You know, minus the vocals. But no, 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 thank you. All right, the next one's called If You Want Peace, Prepare for War. The, this song rules as far as the title goes. I love that title. But this is machine head garbage, man. With that creepy keyboard uh, effect. You know, it's like the best thing about this song is that title. I was like, man, I like that. You want peace? We'll prepare for war. It sounds like something fucking John Claude Van Damme would say in one of those stupid movies, you know? Or, or, or it'd make, oh. it'd, it'd make a much, much better Sodom song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The or, or, or a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, a little teaser for my pick of the week. It has something very much to do with Steven Seagal and John Claude Van Damme. So stick around. You believe me, it'll make your life if you listen to my pick a week and do what I tell you. You're, it's gonna make your fucking life. But well, <laughs> all right, uh, that's what I think of this stupid song. Oh, you, you know it's a good review, and we're already looking forward to pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay, this song. Wow, such diversity. Uh, I was listening to this wondering, like, wow, this must be what cock rock sounds like to rap. Because, you know, this shit all sounds the fucking same, all sounds like a lame imitation of what came before. And, uh, it's just, it's strikingly bad. And I'm wondering, you know, did uh, Senor Tyler, you know, does he really like this? Or is this just like, ooh, I wonder what Ralph and Ian would say about this band? Nah, uh, they, you know what? They, they, I've seen Sugar and Bottom headline over Death Angel. I went for Death Angel, obviously. And oh, God. Actually, I didn't even watch Sugar and Bottom. It was a work night. And remember, I used to work a late shift. So I went right. to the Death Angel and hauled ass to work. And, well, uh, lucky you. But I did see Children of Bodom on the first tour, where I liked them, so that was good. But yeah, I mean, and I didn't leave because, well, I don't want to see Children of Bodom. I had to go to work. I, pro- I would have stuck around, you know, just to see. Maybe I would have left halfway, but I would have stuck around for it, but I had to leave. But yeah, they, they were a headlining band. They did really good. They actually, as far as like the small theaters, because they played the Revolution, that place is kind of big. You know, it's just a big, like, theater type. Well, it's a bar, but right. that's stories. Iron Maiden played there on the X Factor. And there were more people there for Children of Bodom. That show, because Iron Maiden was empty on the top. This place was pretty much wow. out. Now, they were popular. So this guy, I'm sure he liked them. So, sorry with excuse me. 
my turn or your turn? Oh, it's my turn. Oh. Yeah. Uh, punch me, I bleed. Uh, it, you know, the, the funny thing, when I saw this, when I saw the name, for some reason, I, I mistake Matthew Tyler. I thought it was uh, Metal Mike's twin brother at first, because I was surprised that somebody close to our age would even listen to this shit. That's I saw it was Matthew Tyler, and I was like, oh, well, you know, he's a couple years younger than my son. Because I, I put in my notes, does anyone over 20 listen to this for pleasure? Or has everyone who's ever bought this shit done it for a paid review? <laughs> you know? Because, again, I kind of liken it to uh, my affinity for Cockrock. Which I admit is because when I grew up, you, you know, the time I was coming up being a young teenager, that was the music and... and I get great memories when I listen to that music, and I know if, if if I was older, I probably you know I probably would have your attitude, Ralph, um, towards it, because I couldn't see anybody that that's heard all the good shit before liking this kind of crap. But I could see like you know if you were thirteen or something when this came out, and this was like your introduction, you're like, okay, cool, yeah, I remember you know you know being a freshman and liking this shit. This is just as a, as a grown ass man, you know. And now I'm like, you know, middle aged. I'm a grandfather. This shit is fucking nothing for me. This is just fucking crap. And every one of these songs, they're like Legos. They're all interchangeable. I every song sounds like the first song for me. Not one bit of diversity. Fucking utter crap. What do you think of Punch Me? I believe. This is Ozfest music. It's basically <laughs> it's basically Power Man Five Thousand and Cold Chamber garbage water. That's what that's what else is. Yeah. All right, I'll take the next one. In your face. I like this one. I actually like a song off here. You know, I'm not a fan of the sparkly keyboards on it. You know, you take that out, it'd be better. Yeah, it is ruined by sparkly keyboards. But other than that, I, I did like this one. But spoiler alert, it's the only one I liked. Yeah, I liked In Your Face. Uh, uh, let's see, what did I think of In Your Face? Okay. I want Dick Clockins and Wild Stallions to beat up Pan Jovi. That, that's what I'm calling this band, Pan Jovi. And, and you, should also, they... you should also call Dick Clockins' band Wild Ride. Yes, yes. God Not... damn it, they'll always be Wild Stallions. <laughs> to me, to me, uh, and and I, I love them, but man, to me, that's a band of, of younger cats who got respect for the old school and, and fucking rock out. This shit is fucking terrible. I think Pan Jovi is is a great name for this band because they can't decide if they want to be Pantera or Bon Jovi with these fucking keyboards. Fucking horrible, man. Fucking horrible. Keyboards have ruined virtually every fucking band. I mean, there's some, like, I mean, if you're not Ray Manzarek, John Lord, or fucking Josh Silver, give the fuck it up, because everybody else sounds like, it, it just sounds like Final Countdown shit. And it ruins so many bands. Like, even, uh, you know, Dream Theater to me. Uh, man, get rid of Jordan, ruin this. And, and those songs would be so much better. 
Man, and listen, you know, I keep harkening back to fucking Iron Maiden. Uh, but that shit I was listening to today, it's like, God damn, get rid of those keyboards, man. Have some, some muscle to this shit. You said with these pussy fucking keyboards. Ooh, they had atmosphere. They, they had jack shit. They had, the, you know, the pussy factor. It, it's fucking horrible. Fucking horrible, man. Got no place in fucking metal. Dickinson was right where he said you can't play metal on keyboards. Now, like I said, if you take like a John Lord or a Josh Silver, where it's like you know, like weird, like organ stuff, and it's like it doesn't sound like a fucking Fisher Price Tinker toy. You know, you could do some neat, interesting shit. You know, Ray Manzarek and the Doors. That was some cool fucking shit. Or even give me real piano. I like. But keyboard shit, man. It's fucking horrible. You know, and like, again, I keep going back to fucking Maiden. I can handle the key cars on, or the guitar sent on, on somewhere in time. But by the time you get to, you know, Seventh Sun, it's just too much fucking keys, man. Get it out of fucking metal, man. You're a, find your fucking balls. Fucking horrible. Um, next song. Next in line, uh, did I hit repeat? That's, that, that's what I put, man, because, again, this all sounds the fucking same. I, I literally, uh, I loaded this up on my phone, and I put in my, my iPods, and I'm listening to it while I'm doing shit, and I couldn't tell that one song changed to the other. There's zero diversity, and, and since I hate the first song, I hate them all because they all sound the fucking same. Not, e not even a ballad to break it up. I mean, just everything the fucking same. What do you think of next to mine? Come on, man. Think I listen to this shit? I'm just kidding. This song should be called Turn This Shit Off and Play Merciful Fate. All right, I'll take the next one. It's called Bastards of Bodom. Uh, yeah. The keyboards on this, you know what it reminds me of is like when when some, when a kid gets kidnapped and my phone makes that noise. <laughs> amber alert. Yeah, it sounds like an amber alert, you know. And uh, and that sounds like typical bouncy bullshit I can't stand. That's my review of Bastards of Photo. Oh, let's see, what did I think of this one? Oh, did I just hear a guitar solo? This is like. This is like Disturbed meets a no-talent dream theater, and they're mad because they got grounded. That's another thing that really disturbs me about this, is how pussy the music is, but with this false sense of anger. You know, like this, you know, this post-grunge uh, fucking wham-wham, you know, it, it's like, you know, what are you angry about with a keyboard behind you? Like, how do you express anger through a fucking, you know, uh, a goddamn, what do they call them? Uh, I can't even think of the keyboard brand name, but I, I don't know. It's just fucking horrible, man. It, it's a, it sounds like angry, angry fucking dub leopard. You know, like, uh, how can I take you seriously? You know, and you got a keyboard behind you. You know, like, how fucking angry are you? You know? Jesus Christ, your parents need to fucking smack the shit out of you. you know, that's why you need to fucking spank kids. But they do shit like this, thinking they're fucking tough. 
people are all hard, but they ain't hard, man. They're soft as baby shit. This stuff is fucking horrible. I'll take the next song. I, I think it was a single. I think they actually released an EP uh, titled this before the album came out. Called Trash Lost and Strung Out. Uh, I put, I'm running out of insults like this band is running out of ideas. Again, I, I mean, seriously, this is... Like, I, I, th- I think back, what was that shitty Galactic Cowboys album that we listened to? That had more diversity. Oh, man, that was... Dude, I'm sorry, man. That was worse. This shit sucks, don't get me wrong. The Galactic Cowboys was a whole new level of stuff. Right, no, no, I'm, I'm not defending the album, but I'm saying there is at least... You know, I mean, one shitty song from the next. This this is really, this is like an ACDC of suck. <laughs> you know, or a Ramones of suck. It all sounds the same, and it's not good. Not good at all, man. What did you think of Trash Lost and Strung Out? Uh, it's just ruined by all those kitchen sink keyboard drugs. Um... You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm listening to this one, and don't get me wrong. In no way I'm defending it and saying it's good. But I think it would have improved with all, of, with all those shitty sounds that the keyboard's doing. You know, it kind of like, it, it, it distracts me from the music, basically. Now, the next one is called We're Not Gonna Fall. You know, the verse on this one, like about, I don't know, 20 seconds of the verse, is really good and the other half really sucks ass and so is the rest of that uh song but i i don't know i guess this is my second favorite of it that's what that's the best thing i can say about this tune it's got it's got like 10 seconds cool in the verses before it's ruined you know uh to oblivion no me gusta ian no me gusta this is fucking horrible. I put at least it was a short album because uh, this is the last proper track on the album. So if I have to say anything positive about these guys, uh, they followed the rule of 10 and they even did better only coming in at nine tracks. And this is, um, let me look here. This album's only 37 minutes long, which is 37 minutes long too long but uh you know god damn I'm, I'm so glad this wasn't like a fucking 27 track fucking 70 minute album this shit's fucking it's just it's garbage this is one of the worst albums and that's saying something we've, we've done some bad albums on here but this is like really bad i mean man when we started this fucking show you know I, I, you know, the last episode we did, we did Master of Parts, huge album, great album, popular album, everybody knows and everybody talks about it. I wanted to talk about some of those, but I also wanted to be the podcast that would talk about, like, Dio, Lock Up the Wolves, you know, that's my idea of, of outside the box. This is nowhere near the box, this is under the fucking box, nobody should be talking about this. It's fucking horrible. It's yeah, fucking it, horrible. But it's like the it's like the box at the end of that movie seven. Yeah, yeah. Don't open it. Don't open the fucking box. 
that, that says cho children of boredom. Because, I mean, that's, that's, they should have called this pick of this. I mean, who, that's, that's this fucking, I'm sorry, Matthew, I'm sorry, not trying to insult you, but then again, I'm also the guy that hates fans, not fans. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame these Finnish fucks. I, I blame anybody who listens to this shit. You're the problem, not the band. I say, right, say, I say the same thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not the problem. Everybody that bitch about the rock and roll. You understand you're 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 bitching about the rock. If you stop bitching about them, they go away, you know. But no, you know people love to bitch about. Oh, I can't believe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is doing that. It's like saying, oh, I can't believe I burned my hand when I put it in the oven. You know what I'm saying? It's to be expected. But but right. uh, I, I love fans. Mwah. The, the only thing I can think of, like some kind of saving grace for you, Matthew, is, you know, I know I like some shit, you know, because of when I listen to it, you know, and I, I'm hoping, you know, I went and looked at his post. I mean, this guy likes Megadeth probably a little bit more than he should, but I mean, he's got some great taste in music, man. He, he really is a good kid. He, he likes some really good metal. And again, I don't know if this is just something from your childhood or you just thought it'd be funny for us to talk about it god damn it's fucking horrible but i'm partially to blame myself because not only did i listen to this fucking thing and review it i also listened to two of the bonus tracks uh you know, there was four bonus tracks depending on what version you got the version that i thank god i downloaded and didn't fucking pay for it uh, has a cover. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Britney Spears' "Baby Hit Me One More Time." No, isn't it? Oops, I did it again. Or, or, or yeah, yeah. Oops, I did it again. I'm sorry. Same shit. They all sound. Britney Spears all sounds the same, just like Children of Boredom. Uh, but it's like I, I don't know. It's like something you would almost expect Steel Panther to do, but even Steel Panther would do this. You know, it's, it, it was just like really, really bad. It just shows me this band just doesn't give a shit. I mean, this guy, Alexi, whatever, died from drinking. You know, I'm almost 50 and I just got checked out. My liver enzymes are fine. I don't even have to slow down on drinking. Then you're, you're this a guy, picture, man. Yeah, it, you know, but. You know, is it, this guy died at like fucking 12 or whatever. I don't know. He looked like he was 12 when he fucking died. But it's like, God damn, how much you got to drink to fucking cover that shit and to do it the way they did it? And it, it's not even funny. You know, it's it's not ironic. It's just fucking stupid. Did you hear it, bro? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was impressed. I. I, I, I... Uh, dude, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, man, it's impressive how they made a shitty song even shittier. Dude, come on, that's <laughs> talent, man. How can you make a Britney Spears song shitty? Takes talent. I mean, this is Hagar level shit we're talking here. Oh, it is. Oh, it's. Oh. God. All right, the next one right. to Dirt, talk dirty to me from Poison. You know what? No matter how you spin it. Any poison song is gonna suck, you know. But I will say I do like how in the solo, 
when they reported, they threw that guy down the stairs too. So to make it. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, yeah, man, this was horrible. I did not make it all the way through this one. Uh, I, I think I, I shut it off probably under a minute into it. Uh, I did notice that they kept the guitar sounding the same, and I was like, okay, you didn't even bother changing it, so I know how this fucking ends. I don't want to hear fucking talk there to me. I You know, I'll get the fuck out of here. I'd rather laugh at Brett Michaels than this shit. Um, now, there are two other covers, a Ramones cover and a Billy Idol cover. I did not listen to those. Did you, Ralph? Yeah. Uh, the, the Ramones one, it was like, it's not really that different. So, you know, it's okay, but the original totally buries it. Of course, because it's the Ramones. And Rebel Yell, eh, I know I'm, uh, I'm not, it's not a popular opinion, but I never liked this song to start with, so I could care less about this. Same with Queensryche. You know that they covered this fucking song on the new album? Yes, I did. It's, it's, it's so fucking generic and crappy. I, I, whatever. Yeah, I heard them both. Alright, well, that's our review of 2005's Are You Dead Yet by Children of Bodom uh, produced by a bunch of fucking Finland motherfuckers that I can't pronounce their names uh, I guess this was an album that broke them uh, commercially it made it in the top 200 even in the US uh, went to number one in Finland but uh, then again, Finland thinks Hanoi Rocks is a good band, so uh, you got something to fucking prove there. Uh, not a fucking fan. Not a fucking fan at all. And even though, Ralph, you said you liked their first album, blah, 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 I'm not going to, no, life's too short. No, I don't I'm think so. I, I, I would not recommend it either. I, I really don't think you'll like it. All right. It's All right, well, let's... It's better than this, though, definitely. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's end this atrocity and uh, go to Pick of the Week. It's time for Pick of the Week theme song. Yeah, and before I go into the Pick of the Week theme song, we got a sponsor for Pick of the Week, but not my Pick of the Week, only your Pick of the Week. is sponsored by oh. Form Rock Podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It's time for Pick of the Week. <laughs> All right. Uh, my Pick of the Week is, is something we, we talked about in the news and Ralph just talked about a minute ago. My Pick of the Week is the new album from Queensryche, Digital Noise Alliance. And I kind of went back and forth on this because there's a couple of... Uh, like new bands, well at least new to me, some underground bands put out some albums that are really fucking dug. Um, but they were kind of, I don't know if most of our audience would like them. Um, but it's shit I really dug and then Ruby the Hatchet put out a new album that I liked. I didn't like as much as the rest of their stuff and I was leaving on picking that. But the thing that made me make Queensryche the pick of the week 
is I keep going back to it. And I talked about that earlier in the news. It's so rare that a new album from a legacy band I listen to more than once. And I've gone back to this Queensryche album like four or five times now. And dare I say, I think it's their best album since Minecraft. I really do. Not that it's anywhere near Minecraft. I'm not trying to say that at all. But overall, I really like it. There was even one song that they released a video for, and at first I didn't like it. I thought it sounded too much like Maiden. I didn't think it sounded enough like Queensryche. But I can't even remember which one it is now. Because I, I've listened to this album so many times, and I love it, except for the Billy Idol cover. I think it was totally stupid, unnecessary, it added nothing to it. Uh, it wasn't even ironic, like even when Queensryche did uh, I'm Gonna Get Next to You on Grace for Order, that was like an obscure song that nobody knew, at least in the States, you know, I think it, maybe it was a hit in Europe somewhere. But they put their own spin on it, and then uh, you know, the Rebel Yell cover just sounds like fucking Rebel Yell if it sounds pointless. But the rest of the album, I think it's really, really good. And, uh, I keep listening to it, but I'm not as familiar with the song titles. Uh, but I believe it's like Behind the Walls. I think sounds like total, total classic Queensryche to me. Uh, and I, I, just, I think it's a great fucking album. There's even, there's a ballad on there, and you guys know how I hate the fucking ballads. And the ballad is my least favorite song on the album, but I think I still like it better than Sound with Cindy, you know? I, I think it's, it, it's not as annoying. Uh, on one hand, it's probably not as good as the song of Silent City, but it doesn't get on my nerves like it. But I just think this album is really, really fucking strong. And um, I think the rest of these tabulatory albums, either I, I listened to them once, or I didn't listen to them all the way through. Not that I hated them, but there was nothing that like, oh God, I gotta listen to that again. There's something about this new one, man. I just keep playing it. And uh, it just makes me feel good that I'm excited about a Queensryche album. Which I haven't been in fucking 20-something years. Real big fan of this one. It is my pick of the week. Well, I haven't heard it. Um, but I hope it sucks so this Freeform Rock podcast gets their money's worth. Um, <laughs> but, but I will say... Um, I did, I did like the ballad because they released the video for it, and I did like oh, it. Really? But I heard the heavier songs and it didn't really grab me. But I don't know, man. I, I wasn't in the right headspace either, so I will sit back and listen to this whole thing. But it's getting to the point where, it, dude, I, I don't know. It may be a good album and all, but it doesn't excite me. Queensrÿche doesn't excite me. Yeah. Well, well, dude, Queensrÿche doesn't excite me either. I think it's one of those things. Like, I got it, and I put it on in my car, and I was just too lazy to change songs, and I just let it go. This is one I definitely recommend. Listen to it as a whole, uh, and I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if you don't like it. Seriously. Hey, no, I, I, I might. You know, I mean, I did Queens, right? I didn't hate the Del Torreon before, but yeah, I mean, it's, the benchmark's too high for me. 
you know, what for the name Queen. Oh, I mean, oh, I, 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 I get that, I get that, but I, I really think you'll get something out of this if you just put it on and, and listen to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm really surprised how much I'm digging it because I did not expect to. You know, and it makes me want to go back and give those other Todd Latore ones maybe pay a little bit more attention to them. Cause I, I liked the first one, but I think it was just like Queens Racket sucked for so long. Like anything, you know, marginally better would have impressed me. Uh, I really didn't give Human Condition that much of a chance. And Verdict, I think I listened like half of it. I didn't hate it, but just nothing like grabbed me. Like, oh, I've got to hear that again. But this one... This one's gonna be in rotation, man, and I'm, I'm fucking surprised. <laughs> I did not expect, you know, a Queens right out would make it more than one listen. It's, uh, I think it's highly deserved my pick of the week. What you got, bro? All right, mine is, um, you know, the whole Queens right thing is out out of jury. You know, if I if I'm gonna like it, you think I'm gonna like it, but um, what I'm gonna pick, I know you're gonna like. In, in case you oh, don't okay. know of this, you gotta check. This oh, out. oh, oh! Now I know. This said the second album for the Black Crows, the musical companion oh, and Southern Harmony. No, you're right. I did tell Ian I was gonna say that, but no, that I forgot. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll throw okay. that there. I'm a Black Crows fan now. As far as I, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard of Morica yet. Uh, and yeah. you recommended it, and I put that track by track up, and a lot of people are recommending Amorica, so. And a lot of yeah. people are saying, ah, oh, the first one's way better than the second one. Except one guy's like, the first one buries the second one. But, yeah, the second one was great, man. It was really, I, I, hey, I take back what I said about the back Black Crows, because I didn't like them back in the day, and then I liked the song Remedy. Then I went to go see them live, and they didn't play Remedy, and they looked like they were going through the motions. So that scarred me from ever like really looking into Black Crows. And now that, you know, somebody donated and I'm I'm dreading it. I'm like, oh man, two Black Crows on fuck. I got my money. And I'm sitting there going, damn, this shit's good. This shit's good. Stand corrected. I called Ian. I said, Ian, dude, I like the Black Crows now, man. This is insane. But I'll tell you what's better than I'll tell you what's better than everything in the universe right now for my pick of the week. <laughs> okay. You gotta watch this in case, I mean, maybe you know it. Do you know of a YouTube channel called Space Ice? No. Dude, this guy is a god. He has a voice like, you know, like like movie previews. Like, in a time. You know, one day. Yeah. Well, what he does is he, he, <laughs> he has... A bunch of videos bashing Steven Seagal, how horrible he is. And you gotta see it like he's like, look at this, look at this. Steven Seagal's using a stunt man just to walk into a room. And all he does is fight. <laughs> all he does is fight sitting down. And every time he, he reviews a Steven Seagal movie, he's like, Steven Seagal, what I'm about to tell you is the worst movie ever made. And he says it on every one of them. But then Jean-Claude Van Damme is totally the opposite. Jean-Claude Van Damme, this scene makes no sense, but it doesn't matter because Jean-Claude Van Damme is awesome. You know? <laughs> and then he, uh, he got this really good preview. Uh, he does the whole Cobra thing. Uh, Sylvester yeah. Cobra, Commando, 
And then he even has one where it's like Sylvester Stallone versus Rambo, and he gives each one, each of each of a point. And he's like, at one point, he's like, Commando did this. There's no way Rambo could top. And then he shows some Rambo, Rambo, Rambo clip. He's like, I stand corrected. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Check out Space Ice. That's my pick of the week. Awesome. I will check that out. It sounds like a blast. Yep. All right. Well, now it's time to go into fan of the week. And, and this poor guy, <laughs> I, I feel for him to an extent, but, you know, the other part is like, ah, fuck you. You made me work this week. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matthew Tyler, man. I had to look it up, and then I, I knew who he was. He's been on the page a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, good kid. He adds a lot to the page. A lot of great posts, and, and this guy likes some good music. Uh, but man, you got us with this one, fucker. God damn. Uh, but man, it, it, it's okay, man, because you paid for it. You get it. Uh, you know, please don't take it personally how much we think this shit sucks. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, probably Ralph and I both like some bands that you think sucks, too. So, uh, you know, no harm, no foul, but we appreciate you, man, and, you know, anybody who donated their hard-earned money, you know, for this, we appreciate you, you know, and it, it shows how much, you know, you, you think of us and you think of this show that, that you would do that, and that's incredible, and, uh, yeah. again, brother, don't take it personally, but, uh, you know, don't ever pick this shit again, either, <laughs> you know. God damn, stay, stay in your lane. You could have picked the Bad Megadeth album. Well, been, yeah, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather talk about Risk than this shit. Well, oh, I mean, also, also, there's not going to be another chance because fuck donations. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think you guys killed donations <laughs> for, for all time. Uh, or at least, you know, <laughs> you know, Ralph and I both took on two jobs uh, to pay for Rock and Pop this year. Cause yeah. We ain't going through this shit again. No, no, no. We're doing much easier work now. <laughs> yeah, like sucking cock is <laughs> <laughs> easier <laughs> than listening to children of fucking bottoms. Yeah, uh, putting tar up on a roof on summer in Florida. Yeah, and yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listening to Pink Floyd without Roger Waters. All things easier than this. Um, oh my god but uh, we thank you brother and, and we hope you, you laugh at this you know And uh, hey fuck it we did your episode even if it's three years late uh, <laughs> but come back next week when the fans strike again oh, uh, really god damn it yeah not, not sure which one it's gonna be I'm leaning uh towards uh hopefully well i don't know how soon it will be till ralph gets this to me but eric rmcp watch out i'm gonna be calling you because we might kind of like the album you picked what's that gonna be you'll just have to wait and see that'll be next week or next two weeks whatever no i think we're getting back on track now man we're getting back on track so hopefully it'll be next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Watch Planet Ice!